Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're in the fifth chapter of Daniel, and uh, Belshazzar has a problem. Somebody's been writing on his wall. <laughs> he wrote on his wall, in front of him, like just a hand, a hand with fingers appeared and was writing. And, of course, it freaked the king out. He called in his, uh, his men. They couldn't interpret it. Well, the queen's mama heard the ruckus. So the queen mama come in, and she says, hey, you know, you've got this guy in your kingdom. His name is Daniel. Summon him. So he summons Daniel, and as we saw in the last episode, he brings Daniel in, and the king's getting all kingy over him, right? Are you the Daniel who is from the exiles from Judah, who my father the king brought out from Judah? In other words, you little know-nothing, you little pagan, I'm the king, you're not. Are you the one? And then king goes, I have heard this, okay? I personally have heard, he says later on. And then he describes what the queen had said about him. I highly suspect that Belshazzar knew more about Daniel than he wanted to acknowledge. Daniel apparently had been set aside. He wasn't in the role of functioning uh, as one of these wise guys, wise men. He wasn't over them as he had been in the past. But now Daniel comes before him, and the king says, if you will solve this right here, I'm going to give you purple clothing, a necklace of gold, and make you third and ruler of the kingdom. Daniel's response, verse 17, hey, keep your gifts to yourself or give your rewards to somebody else. He really didn't care. He said, I will read the inscription to the king and make the interpretation made known to him. And then Daniel gives this king a history lesson. <laughs> he sits there and describes what had happened to the king's father. And he starts his 18th verse, and he and I'm going to read it again. It's things that we've already seen actually several times what happened. It's a great synopsis of what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and why it happened to him. And then Daniel gets to the end of it and says, but, King, you knew all this. You knew all this. And so why is Daniel doing this? Well, I think Daniel's doing it to remind him, to refresh him, also to answer his question. Remember, Belshazzar says, hey, are you the Daniel from you know that I've heard about? And only the Daniel that he'd heard about would have been able to give all these details like this, okay, particularly in the way that he did it. So we pick it up at verse 18. This is Daniel speaking. O King, the Most High God granted sovereignty grandeur, glory, and majesty to Nebuchadnezzar, your father. Because of the grandeur which he bestowed on him, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language feared and trembled before him. Whomever he wished he killed, and whomever he wished he spared alive, and whomever he wished he elevated, and whomever he wished he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit became so proud that he behaved arrogantly, he was deposed from the royal throne, and his glory was taken away from him. That actually gives us some interpretation back over what happened in uh, Daniel chapter 4 with Nebuchadnezzar. Gives us some insight into that. What caused it? It's because his heart was lifted up, and his spirit would become so proud. And then Daniel tells Belshazzar what happened. Verse 21, he was driven away from mankind, and his heart was made like that of a beast. And his dwelling place was with the wild donkeys. That's interesting stuff right there. So he's driven away from mankind. He wasn't around men. 
his heart was like the heart of a beast. Well, what's the heart of a beast? We know in the previous chapter it said he'd have the mind of the beast. He he's functioning instinctually. And his dwelling place was with the wild donkeys. He was given grass to eat like cattle, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he recognized that the Most High God is ruler over the realm of mankind, and he sets over it whomever he wishes. So he, uh, Daniel, let me just interrupt myself here. Daniel's letting Belshazzar know something right here. Your forefather acknowledged that the Most High God is the ruler over the realm of mankind, and the Most High God is the one who sets rulers over mankind whoever he wishes. He's actually letting Belshazzar know that the Lord is the one that is uh, preparing you in this position, allowing you to function in the way that you're functioning right now. Then verse 22, Yet you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this. <laughs> there we go. He knew all this. He knew what had happened to his forefather. He knew about Daniel. Okay, he's just sitting there feigning that he didn't know who he was, acting all kingly, right? But the sentence continues, verse 23. But you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines have been drinking wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gods of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see, hear, or understand. But the God in whose hand are your life breath and all your ways <coughs> you have not glorified. Oh, my. Daniel walks in this situation, and then he proclaims to them what's going on. He's saying, Belshazzar, here's what the problem is. You haven't humbled your heart, and you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven. Well, how did Daniel know that all this was going on? Well, to start with, all the people are still there, apparently. He can look and can see vessels. He very well might have recognized, just in the natural, the vessels of the house of God from Jerusalem. He could have easily have done that. He could have recognized it. They were all still drunk. If you've been around somebody drunk when they're scared, when they're terrified, it's an interesting thing. He could tell all that. He could tell that they'd been drinking. He, how did he know that they were praising the God of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone? He might have been within earshot of them, though I doubt it. I suspect that what was occurring here is that the Lord God was giving him revelation, that the Lord God was giving him insight to what was occurring. The Lord had already given him insight into the nature of his heart. He said, your heart hasn't been humbled even though you've known this. As a matter of fact, it's worse than that, Belshazzar. You've exalted yourself. and You've exalted yourself above all these people. He said that at the beginning of the chapter right here. In, in the midst of this wild feast, he was exalting himself. And then he's praising other gods. But he says, you know what? The God in whose hand are your life breath. In all your ways, you have not glorified. He says, you haven't glorified the very God that controls your breath, the very God that created you, the very God that knows how many breaths you're going to take, the very God that knows all your ways, past, current, and future. That God 
you have not glorified. And I tell you what, folks, nothing has changed. The world is very much like that, not glorifying God. And, you know, I spend a lot of time talking about these kind of things because I think it's really important about the body of Christ that many, many, many who profess to be believers and that are very religious and they go to church and are involved in religious activities and organizations, you know what? They really don't glorify God. They glorify and praise the gods of silver and gold and bronze and iron and wood and stone. Just listen to them. But they do not glorify the God that gives them breath. They do not glorify the God that knows all their ways. Now, if you confront them on it and say something about it, they will immediately go, oh, well, yeah, 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 yes, I do, yes, I do. To which I will say, well, you say that with your words, but your deeds reflect otherwise. So let me finish with one short verse right here. Daniel tells him, you haven't glorified God, verse 24. Then the hand was sent from him, and this inscription was written out. He tells the king that the hand that he's just seen has come from the God that he has not glorified, has come from the God that his forefather, Nebuchadnezzar, did wind up glorifying and acknowledging was the God of all gods. This hand was sent from him, and the inscription was written out by him. Our time's up. We'll pick it up next time and see what that inscription said. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you then.